Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we talk about the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. We have talked a lot about mental health and wellness in the last year because we've seen the mental toll that the pandemic quarantine has taken on people. The increase in domestic violence and impersonal violence, the subway shooting earlier this week in Brooklyn, more social media bullying and more suicides. And it's not that this is new, but it seems to be happening on an even grander scale. The Tell Robert Foundation was started by Stephanie and David Fenstersheib in memory of their brother who suffered from mental health issues and their father, both of whom they lost in one day when their brother took his own life and felt it best to take their dad with him. So from tragedy comes a mission, and I'm pleased to welcome Stephanie Fenstersheib to the program. I know David couldn't be with us today, but Stephanie, I'm glad to talk to you again. It's been a year since your first Tell Robert 5K, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But first, I welcome you to Community Focus, and I want to catch up with how the year has been for you and David and what's happening with the Tell Robert Foundation. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I can't believe it's been a year already. I know. Crazy to think. Yes, it is. What's been happening with the Tell Robert Foundation? And, And can you reiterate the mission for anyone who's not yet aware that you're here? Yes. So our mission is raising mental health awareness in the community. And basically the best and easiest way we found that we're able to reach the most people is by raising money through different events and reaching out to local community organizations and donating funds to them so that they can get more help out there because they have the resources to do so. So pretty much in the past year, we've really been trying to get our name out there more, getting some recognition, trying to get as much support as we can so that we can just grow this foundation and help as many people as possible. Yeah, it's early days still. They always say it takes five years for a company to be solid and to survive. And you're just a couple years in and what you've done in a brief time is really remarkable. You know, I suppose it helps that you have your law firm, Fenstersheib Law Group, helping out. What's their role in everything to do with the foundation? Yes, we are very fortunate that our dad kind of left this foundation uh, so to speak, of the VentureShive Law Group for us to um, have a platform. And essentially what VentureShive Law Group has been able to do for the Tell Robert Foundation is sponsor our events and our costs so that every dollar that we raise for our runs and our different drives can go to the community and the organizations that we choose for those events. So VentureShive Law Group has been an enormous help um, in helping us with our mission and, you know, having full transparency. How do you identify the organizations that you want to support in the community? Is there a particular criteria that you're looking at? Honestly, at this point, it's a lot of word of mouth. Um, You know, if we hear stories of people that have gotten help for their family members, we really like to help those places because they're so hard to find and so difficult to find places that will take people due to space or money or issues like that. So the one that we're donating to now for the latest run is the Douglas Gardens Community Mental Health Center in Miami. And just quite simply, the reason we picked them is because a personal story we heard, they helped somebody's family member when nobody else could. So, wow. you know, we just felt to pay it back. If Maybe if our brother had found a place like that, we wouldn't be where we are today. So you just never know. And that one just pulled at our heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, that's I mean, I guess that's how it works is you'll find these stories and more organizations will become known to you and you'll become known to them. 
I know you have a resource page on your website, tellrobertfoundation.com. And I noticed you have NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness, which we've done a lot of work with. And one of their things that they do that really seems to help is peer-to-peer therapy, where they have groups, say it's a group of veterans, and they'll have a veteran who's been trained by them to run the group so they understand better who they're working with. And that, I'm sure you know, is so important when you're dealing with someone with a mental health illness, that they have someone who gets it, who's been through it, and that they can relate to. And when they talk to them, what they say is heard. Do you have any targeted specific issues that you're looking to cover? A lot of it we do, we want to focus on the youth because we feel like, you know, our brother, although he wasn't very young, he still, you know, had issues growing up and never really could pinpoint what they were or kind of identify it. So that's why we feel like we want to really focus on like the youth in the community and feel like just, you know, the earlier we can identify some of these issues that they have, because even they don't understand what it is sometimes that um, it could make a, a bigger impact for their future and the future of those around them as well. Yeah. And that's another thing we've seen increasing amounts of mental health concerns with young people and increasing numbers of suicides. How has doing this work and being involved with the foundation impacted you and David? Has it helped you cope with your own grief, knowing that you're supporting other people who are dealing with mental health issues? Oh, 100%. The, maybe the biggest takeaway I have is that everybody, one way or another, has a story, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend or just themselves personally. You know, I just realized somebody always has some input and they just are affected by mental health one way or the other. So that really opened my eyes to how prevalent this issue is everywhere. So that's one of the major things that I have taken away from this. And just knowing, you know, obviously we can't help the entire world, but if we can help one person, then their world will be changed. And everyone around them, you know, it's their world and it's their family and their friends and their co-workers. So it's affecting much more than one person. You're helping many, many people by helping the one. So exactly. really, I, I commend you for what you're doing and I wish you continued success. I hope that we can get the word out to organizations that eventually they'll come to you seeking grants. Is there a way that people can reach you now and say, hey, we're in the mental health business. Can you support our work? Yes, we have a website and we actually have had some different foundations reach out to us, which has been amazing. You know, I get those personally, so I'm always looking forward to the emails and I read every single one. They can email tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com and that comes right to me and our event coordinator, Tina. We both get those emails and, you know, we respond to every single one. So we love them. We look forward to them and we're always welcoming. Well, talking about Tina, why don't we put her on the phone? Because you have the Tell Robert 5K, your second annual, coming up on Saturday. And I know Tina is the event coordinator. So let's get some of the details. I mean, I know she's busy (laughs) with this coming up, but if we can spare her a minute, I'd love to talk to Tina about what we can expect for the second annual Tell Robert 5K. Hi, Ellen. This is Tina here. Um, It's a pleasure to be speaking with you right now. So thank you for the opportunity and this exposure for our second annual Tell Robert Foundation 5K, 
the walk slash run being held on April 23rd at the Hollywood Beach Broadwalk. Uh, it'll be starting at 7.30. We also have a virtual option available for anyone who wants to support our cause, but who may not be able to celebrate with us at the beach. And by doing the virtual race, you know, you can do it at your neighborhood, you can do it on a treadmill. So we have many ways and different options for people to come out and, and support our cause. Yeah, if there's any one good thing that came out of the pandemic, it's that we all learned about doing things virtually. And Absolutely. so all of these races, and it really expands your opportunities for people to participate internationally if they want. There's no limit. Absolutely. Right. There's no geographical limit anymore. Um, yeah, we're not just limited to South Florida, but we want to have this open for people who are battling with mental health from all over the world so they can lace up their shoes from anywhere they're located. Okay, so I'm going to encourage our listeners to share the information. We have this up on our events calendar. You can share it directly from our calendar. Just copy the link and spread the word to everyone that you know on social media so they know that this is happening on Saturday the 23rd and that they can participate right through the end of the month virtually. And it really is. It's it's such a critical issue right now. You know, we're talking about it more and more. And even as we keep talking about it being a problem, there's still, unfortunately, a stigma with acknowledging that you yourself are needing support or counseling. We want to break that stigma. We want to do everything that we can to fight that stigma and get people the help that they need through these funds. So uh, again, it's going to be held at the Hollywood Beach Broadwalk. And we've decided to do it in April because Robert's birthday is in April. So that's why we're doing it on April 23rd. Uh, It's actually the weekend before his birthday, which is April 28th. Okay. And then May, of course, is Mental Health Awareness Month. So it's kind of like you're the kickoff. You're an early kickoff. Which is great. Now, what time do things get underway at the Hollywood Beach Broadwalk? We are starting at 7.30. We also need some volunteers. So if there's anyone interested in volunteering, um, they can message us on our website or they can email us at tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com. They can visit our website at tellrobertfoundation.com. Okay. And to sign up in advance, I believe you go to the events. Yes. So we have an events page on the tellrobertfoundation.com and you'll be able to find our link there. You can also go on the runsignup.com where the registration is being held. You can find it on either platform. Are there any other plans for the day in addition to the run? Animals are not allowed on the Broadwalk. That's a Hollywood Beach mandate. But can children come? Will there be entertainment, auctions, anything like that? Or is this just come out and run and get your exercise in for the day? Well, it's an early morning run. So, I mean, family is definitely welcome. Kids can come out, too, because we're going to be at the beach. So a nice way to cool down will be going for a nice swim because we're right there on the beach. Right. And it's beautiful. There's, the course route is very beautiful. I actually did it myself, and it's it's going to be nice. Sounds wonderful. We were out there a couple of weeks ago for the Outrun Hunger 5K for Feeding South Florida, and it was just wonderful. And if anything, I kind of view the Tell Robert Foundation in the same light as Feeding South Florida, where you're this giant umbrella, and then you're providing the support to the smaller organizations underneath. Yes. That will continue to grow. Absolutely. Okay. So volunteers, what kind of skill set are you looking for? 
for volunteers, we're really just looking for uh, some people to pass out water at the midway point at the mile and a half mile marker, give out the medals to runners as they cross the finish line, and uh, maybe hold some motivational signs to encourage our runners as they run the course route. Okay. So if you're interested in volunteering, send an email to tellrobertfoundation at gmail.com. And if you want to sign up in advance, go to tellrobertfoundation.com. You'll find the link there under events, or you can go to runsignup.com and find it there. And can you take registrations the day of? Yes, we are taking registrations the day of as well. So if you weren't able to do it prior, that's no problem at all. Come out the morning of and we'll accommodate. We're just happy to have the support and have people participate with us. Is there anything else that we need to know that we haven't covered about the Tell Robert 5K? I think we've covered all of the bases. We're just happy to have the support and grow this race every year. And we just wanted to get bigger and bigger as, as the years go by and provide support to our local communities. And we appreciate the radio stations for helping us out and helping us with the exposure. We're happy to help. We understand that the problem is real. And it's people like you and Stephanie and David stepping up, unfortunately born out of tragedy of their own, but turning it into something that will be very positive and will help so many people. So thank you. We can save the life of one person, then we've done our mission. Amen. Totally agree. Tina Lechmedial, event coordinator for the Tell Robert 5K. And let me say a goodbye to Stephanie before we hang up. Sure. And thanks again, Ellen. You have a great day. Let me get you over to stuff. Thank you. Hi, Ellen. Hey there. I just wanted to check with you. Tina obviously has everything under control as far as the walk goes. Is there any other support that people can give you for the foundation? No. No, I mean, we're always open to donations because that will go back out to the community, like we were saying, 100% of that. But just, you know, support in any way, we appreciate it. Okay. Again, I said this to Tina and I say it to you, and please pass on the word to David as well. My heart will always go out to you for what prompted you to start this foundation. And as we've seen time and again, it's very often a personal tragedy that starts the greatest foundations that do the greatest work. And I know that the two of you are so motivated and will follow through with this. And I'll be talking to you when the fifth annual 5K comes around. Yes, for sure. You definitely will. Yes, I look forward to it. And thank you again, both of you, for what you're doing with the Tell Robert Foundation. Thank you, too. It is our pleasure. Tell Robert 5K, next Saturday, the 23rd, be there, 730 at the Hollywood Broadwalk. Stephanie, have a great day. Tell David to feel better. (laughs) I will. Thank you so much, Ellen. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely a pleasure. I'm glad to talk to you again. Alrighty, have a good one. You too. Joining us now on Community Focus, I am so happy to welcome back to the program the CEO of the Pride Center at Equality Park, Robert Boo. You must be very busy this week getting ready for your sixth annual Rainbow 5K run walk just one week from today. How are you holding up? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. It's very exciting. And, you know, the pandemic didn't allow us to do this event for the last two years. So we are having to kind of dust ourselves off and get everything out and get ready. And it's going to be a very exciting time. And um, whether you walk, whether you run, 
it's just a great, great opportunity to be outside. And we're also excited about the new location. Yeah, Holiday Park. Now, what happened with that change? You know, really anywhere you guys go is fine. But, you know, Holiday Park has its own benefits and it's a beautiful site and close to Wilton Manors. So what's the deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a difficult choice to move it out of Wilton Manors. But, you know, since during the pandemic, we built and opened up the residences at Equality Park, which takes up part of the campus that we used to use for check-in and parking. And with everything that we've done on the campus, we would have to close so many streets in Wilton Manors and have police and volunteers. It just didn't make financial sense, business sense to do it in Wilton Manors where we could move it to Holiday Park. There it's all self-contained. The number of volunteers is reduced and also the number of police to watch for traffic and corners and cars and people walking and running and cars just are not a good mix. Right. And, you know, the reason for it, having been able to open the residences, is a great reason to have to move something. That was a, a big plan that was in the works. And when we had spoken, you were getting ready for the big grand opening and to have them open and people living in the residences at Equality Park now is just phenomenal. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That must have been quite the big ribbon-cutting ceremony. Well, you know, with the pandemic, everything was changed, and so we didn't even get to have the big ribbon-cutting. And I know, I know, we got cheated. We got cheated. But you know what? The service is there. It is providing a valued and needed affordability for our active aging members in our community. So we'll celebrate in some other way. Well, we can make the Rainbow 5K part of the celebration. Uh, You know, I'll invite everyone to wear a colored ribbon, any choice of color that you want, because it is rainbow, but wear a ribbon in honor of the opening of the residences. So as part of the 5K, the Rainbow 5K Run Walk, What else can we expect? You're going to have entertainment, food vendors, that sort of thing? Yeah, and um, we have sponsors and businesses are purchasing tables so they can market their wares to the community, to the runners and walkers that will be attending. So, yeah, there'll be food, there'll be music, there'll be the vendor spaces, and the race will be professionally timed by split-second timing. They're awesome. They do a great job. Yeah, so uh, we've worked with them every rainbow run that we've done. So it's going to be an awesome morning. What time do people arrive and check in? On-site registration opens at 6 a.m. For those who did not pick up their packets here at the center, you can do so on Friday, April 22nd from 4 to 7, or on Saturday, the 23rd from 12 to 4. Packets and all of the runners' numbers and tags and everything can be picked up ahead of time. But if not, then on-site registration opens at 6. The warm-up and stretching, which is provided by Challenge Fitness, which is the gym that's on our campus, will start that at 7.15. The race 
or walk starts at 7.30, and then the event expo is expected to start at 8 a.m. Awesome. So early morning. It's going to be nice and cool. We're going to have all of the weather gods and goddesses are going to be ensuring that we have wonderful, cool weather on that Sunday morning without a drop in the uh, sky. Yeah, I'm doing my sun dance in advance for you. <laughs> Please do. <Okay. laughs> Please do. I'm like doing everything I can. Salt over the shoulder, knocking on wood. Right. Whatever it takes, I'll do it. Right. And, you know, the point you make about how you couldn't do things in person or outdoors because of the pandemic, so many people are just so eager to get out and be in groups again. So I'm sure turnout will be phenomenal. And there's also the whole health aspect. You know, they discovered that people have been in this sort of depressed state for two years. Mm -hmm. Part of Mm -hmm. it, not only the uncertainty of the pandemic, but just not being outdoors, not getting fresh air and sunshine and having a regular schedule. So this goes a long way toward the Pride Center's health initiative. That's an ongoing thing. What kind of different aspects of health care, mental health, are you trying to provide at the Pride Center? Well, many years ago, we made a conscious decision to include the mind-body-spirit. And so we wanted to ensure that people remain healthy in all of those aspects. And also, at the very beginning, when we first started this years ago, I was also with my own health. I was running in 5Ks. I was doing half marathons. I was doing triathlons. And so we wanted all of the staff and then the whole community, obviously, to um, just kind of have a healthier body. And then with all of our programming and services, we also work with mental health of our clients, of the community. And then with all of the other organizations that are on our campus, we really do strive to have that whole mind, body, and mental health initiative of doing whatever we can. Because, yeah, you're right. The pandemic really knocked us all on our butts and really impacted everyone, which, you know, for the first time in all of our lives, that something like that happened. Because usually if there's a disaster, it's geographically contained. But here, everyone uh, was dealing with this. What's amazing, you know, you don't realize how much of an impact it takes on your body when you're not out and active, even just going Mm -hmm. back and forth to the car, getting in, getting out, going to the grocery store. So I will recommend that people don't worry about their timing so much for this race. No, 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 absolutely not. In fact, I will be walking and, you know, Holiday Park is absolutely gorgeous. People will be out there with their dogs that early in the morning and just the fresh air and the clearing of the mind. And, you know, just like with HIV, removing the stigma and making it a kitchen table conversation, we need to do the exact same thing with mental health. Yes. And we need to make that a kitchen table conversation because everyone in some way, shape or form, somewhere along in their lifespan will need, will want to seek professional help. And, And so we really do need to focus on mental health awareness and removing that stigma that has been associated with it in the past. Yeah. And there's almost a double stigma that you're dealing with, first of all, with mental health and acknowledging it, although I think people are more open to it now because everyone has experienced some sense of feeling off, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And then there's still stigmas associated with the gay community, and even more so because politically, you've got people now who are going backwards. 
It just boggles my mind hearing people say that it's a choice, you know, that you're not born that way and you should change and we can't say gay. And that's just, I can't even comprehend that we're going backwards like that. Yeah, we're certainly trying to be pushed back into the closet and have our lives erased. And to even think that being gay is a choice or being transgender is a choice is absolutely ridiculous. Why would anyone try to go down a road that is against the flow of the rest of the world? No one would choose that. Right. That is how we were born. And that's how we want to be able to live our authentic selves. Exactly. So this Don't Say Gay, the transgender sports ban for women in grade school, middle, high school, and college is absolutely devastating. And life is already hard enough as a young person, as a teenager. It's cruel. Life is cruel and bullying. And then on top of that, to be afraid to express your own identity. And 90% of the time, it's not the other kids. It's parents who have the problem, not the kids. And it's something that gay people have fought for so long to be accepted and so much progress that to see all this coming back. And, it's, and It's crazy. It's gotten out of hand. And that it's got to be even more of a difficult emotional thing to deal with for people who've already had to deal with, oh, how do I come out? How do I tell my family? You know, how do I engage other people? For some people, it's very easy. For others, they're still rejected by loved ones when they come out. So there's so much anxiety already. How are you at the Pride Center working to deal with all of these biases and negative perceptions that are coming up again? Well, even though we are a 501c3 and not a C4, we still can advocate for our rights. It's just we may not be able to, say, vote for this person and you have our backing, but we do advocate for policies. We do advocate for the beliefs and how to better the community as an entire community, not just the LGBT community, but everyone involved. And so we do try to educate every opportunity we get when we're doing presentations, when we're doing our Facebook Live. Every Tuesday, we have gotten back to in person with our Coffee and Conversation, which is the nation's largest LGBT active aging gathering. People are feeling more comfortable coming back in person. And so it really is uh, every opportunity we can, we help educate people, give them the language. We can also send out to our distribution list language to email elected officials on opposing certain bills that may be coming up. So we have many avenues that we can still do, but it all comes back to education, again, removing the stigma. You know? Yes. So on your website, which is amazingly comprehensive, I really recommend people go to pridecenterflorida.org. There's a whole page of resources with links to different organizations that offer a variety of services. What are some of the resources that people are interested in most often? Well, one of our programs that we provide to the community is linkage of services to resources. So we, even during the pandemic, we would get 100 phone calls a day of people asking all sorts of questions. And 
Lately, we've been having a huge surge of people calling looking for affordable housing. Oh, big and deal, yes. That, yeah, that is a huge deal here in Broward County as well as the state. Broward County is the number one county where the cost of living is causing people to be financially insecure because rent is taking up more than 50% of their monthly income. And with all of the increases that people are still, landlords and companies are still increasing, even though we're building all of these new market rate apartments, affordable housing is a desperate need. It was identified back in 2014 Mm. that at that point, we needed 70,000 units in 2014 of affordable housing, and every year it was just going to get worse. Right. And now with the pandemic and with the market going crazy like it is, it's only exacerbating the problem. And unfortunately, we're losing some really good people because they can't afford to live here, and they're moving to other states. Right. So that's something we're going to be having discussions about in the future. But when you say you're getting all these calls every day, do you need extra people on hand, volunteers to help field these calls or people at the walk to help out? Well, to answer your first question, during the pandemic, we knew that our reception desk, which had always been staffed by volunteers, We knew that once we opened back up, we were not going to be able to sustain that because many of the volunteers were in the age group that COVID was dangerous. And because of the other underlying health issues, they wouldn't be able to come back in the the numbers that we once had. And so we now have paid staff that are working the front desk, which helps us have a better client experience and continuity of messaging and linkage of services. So in that regard, we're fine there. We still need volunteers here at the center to help with the cyber center and help with events. And for volunteers for the Rainbow 5K, yeah, we do need some volunteers that are willing to get up at the crack of dawn and bring their espressos with them and help us do the registration and water stations. We're working with front runners which is an LGBT-running organization. They're going to be staffing some of the water stations as well. So we always need extra hands. And so if there's anyone that wants to uh, volunteer, just go to our website and you can see under the who we are, you can see the staff directory and it has all of our pictures, our email addresses and our telephone numbers. So if you're interested in volunteering or if you want more information about the Rainbow 5K, just Call us at 954-463-9005, and I am extension 103. Okay, 954-463-9005, extension 103, and I consider it a bonding experience for those who come out to (laughs) volunteer. We'll put it in that phrasing. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm so, and and I'm walking distance from Holiday Park, so I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, well, we invite everyone to come out. We're going to have our people out there too, hosting, and it's going to be, like you said, we're doing everything we can to persuade Mother Nature to cooperate. And early in the morning this time of year, it's generally beautiful. So again, it's a week from today, April 24th, all the info at pridecenterflorida.org. We also have the info on our events listing 
so that you can find it on our webpage and just link to your webpage. It's all links and links. So very much looking forward to seeing you next week. Robert Boo, CEO of the Pride Center at Equality Park. Thank you. Thank you. See you bright and early. All right. You take care. All righty. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about the program or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for a new edition of Community Focus. Have a great day.